This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Accelerating your fandom, this is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and more for the hit CW show, The Flash. I'm Bo. And I'm Belle. Be- <laughs> what is funny Ooh. about my voice? Ooh, it's Spooky Bell. I'm Phantom Bell. Oh. <laughs> 1950s creepy noises. <laughs> oh man, we've got a uh, we've got an episode to talk about right here, of course, on the Flash TV Talk podcast. The TV Talk podcast bringing you the Flash season eight. Really excited for it, man! Before we dive into the Flash, though, I got to tell you because we mentioned it last week that uh, you know we're kind of contemplating maybe doing a little bit of a Halo TV talk in here as well. And I watched, I saw that uh, Param is it Paramount Par- Paramount uh, Spearmint. The Spear- the S is silent and also invisible. Spearmint Gum has their own streaming service. <laughs> no. Yes, it is. It is Paramount. <laughs> All right, so Paramount. I I do not have the streaming service, and so that's that's kind of one of those things. I see I see good things coming from it, but at the same time, you know, you got to make decisions, and so it has not been top of mind. But they they made a very smart decision, which is they released the first episode of Halo on YouTube for free. So. I just noticed this yesterday. I started, I'm about 15 minutes maybe in, and I am very excited. I, I was actually, I was like, oh, I don't know why I had low, well, I guess I had low expectations because it's a film slash show based on a video game and that very rarely ever works. But It's um, very loosely adapted. I will say that. Well, I got to tell you, man, so far from what I've seen, like even though it, it may be loosely adapted, some of the deep lore seems to be in place. But again, I'm only 15 minutes in and I think you're like two episodes. So I'm not on. Yeah, I've, I've, I've seen the first two. Um, yeah, I, I really like the first episode. And yeah, we can talk about it on a, on a thing if we want. Okay. The second episode right. is still interesting in in the context of the story that they're trying to tell. But it, it, it has diverged at this point to be um, something different. Yeah. Okay. I won't say All unrecognizable, right. but just something wow. very, very different. Wow. Okay. All right. Interesting. That is, I think it's safe to say that a Halo TV talk is coming. The interest is there, and um, yeah, so that's that'll be good. So we'll we'll uh, hopefully be doing a nice little recap of season one. And uh, what we'll do is, like we've done in the past, if we can time it appropriately, which I hope we can, we'll do kind of a binge, so to speak, of the first uh, few episodes of the season. And try to release that right before the season finale. And then we'll do kind of a wrap up with the season finale episode. That's what we've done with some of these uh, streaming shows in the past. And uh, yeah, it's it's been fun because it allows for some speculation. And man, when I say speculation, this is a good episode for speculation because we got a lot of speculation coming your way right here, right now on Flash TV Talk. Bell, you, you ready to do this? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's jump into The Rundown. The, the Rundown. rundown. <laughs> Episode 9 of Season 8, Phantoms, directed by Stephen Plazinski and story by Jeff Hirsch. All right, Belle, what happened to this episode? Well, Dion visits Iris to treat her for her, quote, time sickness, uh, and though he is unsure of what it is or how she contracted it. 
Barry and Chester discover another incinerated body and collect a mysterious black flame from it. Later, Chester has a nightmare of the flame breaking out of the container. However, soon after, the black flame actually does escape, causing Chester to fear that the flame is the ghost of his father, Quincy. It manifests as him and strikes again. Cecile realizes that the flame is feeding off of Chester's grief. Chester, however, rejects the entity and it disappears. Joe returns and states that the incinerated victims were dealing with grief and that the team deduces that the black flame is a sentient entity feeding off of grief in order to survive. Meanwhile, Iris and Sue Dearborn travel to Coast City to investigate the Coast City Phantom, who they identify is Tina Wazo. While searching for her, Iris opens up to Sue about her time sickness. They find Tina at her missing adoptive mother's home. She has also been searching for her birth mother, who abandoned her, and Iris convinces her to come with her and Sue. That night, Dion visits Iris with bad news. Dun, dun, dun. All right. So, yes, um, this episode has some a lot of fodder for speculation. So there's probably going to be a lot more speedster speculation than perhaps recap. I don't know. We'll have to see how it all goes. <laughs> but, uh, you know, not, not to tip the bean can too heavily here at the front, but I have to admit, man, this season so far has had so many great episodes, so many winners across the uh, a board that this episode kind of felt a little bit like a, not necessarily a stumble, but maybe like a lull. Perhaps even like a, I don't want to call it filler, because again, we got a lot to be able to kind of like chew on here in terms of speculation, but I don't know, this episode didn't quite do it for me. I'm, I'm curious as to your thoughts. Yeah, I well, I mean, so it was interesting, right? Because um, I felt like Chester's issues with his father were resolved in the episodes where they went back in time and visited. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like that felt so like we've we've been here before, and it's, it's a sweet story, you know, and I, I liked... The way in which they even <laughs> even acknowledge the fact that they've done this already by pulling scenes from previous episodes, <laughs> but at the same and it, and it did it did pull at the heartstrings. I'm not gonna lie, like I, they, that was were kind of some nice emotional moments throughout, but it did feel like we've been here before. Yeah, and and, and, and Chester he brought he brought it right. He brought his a game. You know his his emotions were were out there, and they were and like you know he he acted very well. Uh, in the scenes that he did. But yeah, I, I just felt like this was a rehash because we've done this before. Like we had we had this character growth with Chester and then to sort of like reverse that character growth and then show us scenes from the episode where he gained the character growth. Right, 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 right. <laughs> it's like, what is going on? Why? Why are we doing this? Like, I, I mean, I, I get I get they wanted to. um uh, What's the word I'm looking for? They wanted to expand on the story and, and give us more information about this meta. And I guess they wanted to do it in a way that involved Team Flash directly. And so I presume I mean why I mean why why couldn't it have been Allegra and Esperanza? Well, and that's that's a great question, Bo. I mean, like there's there's other characters here, obviously with dead loved ones and trauma to kind of pull from. I mean, I do think there's value in having kind of a Chester-centric storyline for sure, but at the same time, you know, I'm also glad that it wasn't Nora again. You know what I mean? Like, like yes. it, it, I do guess there an argument can be made that we've kind of revisited a lot of dead loved ones kind of over and over and over. You know, it is kind of a trope of the show that that's a well they continue to go back to. But I don't know. So I guess from that standpoint, it's not as, uh, you know, repetitive as perhaps some of the other stories they could have told. And this helps do kind of like this, this shifting uh, cup game, if you will, 
of the story of the Black Flame. And we're going to kind of talk more about that, obviously, in speculation. But like, I'm, like I said, this is probably going to be a fairly speculation-heavy episode because of the way in which they're setting up this villain. And, you know, they... <laughs> It's introduced in kind of like a uh, last week as, as like, oh, well, you know, it's just a meta serial killer and here's a couple of hot people. Well, maybe it's the hot people. Well, no, it's, it's not the hot. It's not the hothead. It's not him. Okay. So it's, it's not him. It's now it's like, oh, it's, it's like this ghost of Chester's dad. So it's like, oh, it's like a dead thing. And it's like, well, no, that, that's not it. And it's, it's feeding off of grief. And there's just a lot of little clues that they've been layering out. And what I think in previous seasons may have been more kind of like a villain of the week type of, you know, approach to the episodes or the bad guy. They're using that same villain of the week formula, but they're layering in these different aspects of kind of who this grand villain is. And I think that's done very well. It just happens in a bit of a story that we've gotten before, but I like how you acknowledged it, man. Chester, I felt like, you know, it was obviously we were able to kind of uh, connect with his story and, and uh, relate to him. I think we also got a chance to see the way in which the team really wraps around him and kind of the love that's there. It also really made me appreciate further the dynamic that they're kind of establishing between Allegra and Chester. It feels like they're still kind of finding their feet a little bit story-wise in terms of how they want to tell this love story. But I think that there is something very fascinating about kind of that meta-human relationship. We've been talking about it. I've been talking about it a lot this season of how we need those dichotomies of, you know, the human and the superhuman. And sometimes that really kind of plays out in personal relationships, especially when it's a romantic relationship. The problem is right now, we're not seeing a lot of that from Barry and Iris. In fact, in this episode, they're even further separated, having of all (laughs) things, a Zoom call at the end of the episode, when it's like, Barry, you ran to China like to pick up food like a couple of weeks ago. You you can't just like pop over to your wife's like luxury condo for like a chat and then come home. You gotta you gotta zoom it. You gotta zoom it. It's too dangerous. You know, you know, the, the Russians are listening in on that, Barry. I'm just saying, like that is not as secure. <laughs> it's too dangerous. If he were to leave Central City for even a moment, the ghost flame dead grief monster thing will strike and kill someone. Well, I do think maybe there is an argument there, right? Like if he's trying, he, he's he's glad that Iris is out of pocket because she's safe. And so if he goes there, the chances are he alerts the flame to, you know, someone else's location that he loves or something of that nature. So, okay, fair enough. Fair point. Let's talk about Iris taking this little uh, getaway with Sue. Sue is back. Yes, again. Yes. And I, I got to tell you, I do like like the Sue philanthropist kind of uh, coming in like a... a Lex Luthor-esque type of role, or perhaps a Bruce Wayne, if you will, type role um, of being kind of like a, kind of that Daddy Warbucks, uh, well, you, you, need, you need some money? You know, I got some money, right? You need a building? I got a build. You know, like instantly, <laughs> like money fix a situation and then also maybe get us a, a new set from, from time to time. I, I, yeah. I thought actually she worked pretty well this episode. So yeah, less Sulina Kyle and more Sluice Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, she was a better Bruce Wayne than than uh, Tom Pattinson or whatever the kid's name is. Robert Pattinson? Robert Pattinson. He was not a great Bruce Wayne. He was a great Batman. He's a fantastic Batman. But he was very like, you know, if there's a criticism that could be laid on his performance, that's, that his Bruce Wayne wasn't very classic Bruce Wayne. I would say that she comes in with a little bit more of that, you know, billionaire playboy or billionaire playgirl in this case. And, uh, you know, has a little bit more of that vibe as opposed to the emo, emo yeah. bat. 
But I mean, that's you know, that, that's year two Batman. So he, no, he's got he's got to get into his swing of things, right? No, exactly. No, it's fine. So I, you know, so I know that a lot of people have have you know expressed frustration over the way that that the series has kind of reinvented Sue. That's never been us. We've all been uh, we've been about kind of the this kind of interesting take on on Sue. And I will say that it's applied better here in this capacity. And so would love to see, uh, see more because she does reintroduce again, that human element into the show. And I like her not as a series regular, but as kind of some seasoning on the show. I think a lot of these characters can really work well as seasoning on the show, uh, especially when they're kind of tangentially, 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 that one connected to, uh, to team flash. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, say they, this though. Speaking yeah, of like, you know, characters being like, you know, spliced in for sort of flavor and whatnot, um, uh, much like how Sue is being used in this episode. Uh, I was uh, when I saw the 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 title of the of the episode, I I knew it was never going to happen and and you know, this was, you know, a, a complete and total dream, but like I would have loved to have seen uh, Ben Affleck in this episode. Oh, he would have been the bomb in Phantoms. Because Affleck was the bomb in Phantoms, yo. <laughs> well, he would have been, but he wasn't even in the episode. Next time somebody says Affleck was the bomb in Phantoms, we got to point out he was not in the episode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, but he would have been. He would have been the bomb. He, he would have been the bomb in the Phantoms. That's, that's all I'm saying. He would have been I, the bomb in Phantoms. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Uh, however, Phantom Girl was here. Uh, so we we uh, are going on this adventure to find this meta. Iris feels very much like, you know, this could be an opportunity to reintroduce another hero. Um, kind of questionable as to why. Like, what is it about what's going on with Iris, her time sickness, the fear of losing time? That is kind of pushing her into the space of like, you know, I, I want to, you know, I launched the flash, but who else can I launch? Like what, what, um, what other stories are there here for me to tell? And with a very specific focus on metas and metas that can become heroes. Um, we, uh, we are introduced to phantom girl. This is, uh, as you said, uh, uh, Tinya Wazoo, Wazo. Yeah. Tinya Wazo, I think. All right. So admittedly I've been going back. My wife and I have been, uh, rewatching uh, 30 rock and, uh, there's a character that pops up in the latter seasons uh, uh, whose name is uh, Wazername, like her last name is Wazername. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so whenever I see Wazo, I think of Wazername. Uh, it's, it's, it's Tina Wazername. Wazo. Yeah. Wazo. Yeah. <laughs> but I, this is I, a ca- I hadn't seen that. I, I, I am sorry. Ah, it's, not, it's, it's perfectly fine. Wazername was not exactly a, a, a fan favorite, but uh, yeah, I think yes, yes, yes. the naming convention and the actress are fantastic. Anyway, here back on to, uh, to Phantoms. We got, uh, yeah, she is actually a character from the comics of Phantom Girl. Uh, she is, uh, if, if I'm not mistaken, this is a member of the Legion of Heroes uh, from the future. So I don't think this is that version. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think this is that Phantom Girl, all things considered. But yeah, her direct descendant, perhaps, or not descendant, but ancestor. Yes, direct ancestor. ancestor. I don't know. We are getting a lot of teases about like future names and future people. You know, we've, we've referenced the fact that Booster Gold has had a couple of uh, interesting little nods here and there that have been Easter eggs throughout this season. So who knows? Who knows but where they're going? He's a time traveler, though. So that. Well, but that's what I'm saying. The Legion of Superheroes is in the in the future as well. And so I'm thinking that it's possible that we could be seeing, and probably related to Iris's time sickness, not only is she losing time, but we could have a situation where she's completely taken out of time and maybe even finds herself in the future or has to go to the future in order to get, you know, a permanent solution. Let's talk about this time sickness thing. Uh, overall, not a great storyline. 
Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like I, I don't like I. I can't really identify where they're going with it, other than just to have some kind of other crisis kind of thing that that Team Flash is going to have to deal with. It's going to impact Barry and Iris, and you know bring drama and stuff, right? Like I, but but I don't know. I, I mean, I hadn't seen anything yet of how it's tying in anything else. Yeah, it, it it's it's um hmm. It feels very forced, especially, you know, you say you don't really see where they're going with it. I don't think they see where they're going with it. You know, I mean, like, okay, so the still force is treating it. He was the one that identified she has time sickness, but he doesn't know what time sickness is. And yet he's able to treat it. Okay. So that. I mean, we're we're still, we're still under the uh, um, impression that the time sickness bit was something to that went in last season because of like scheduling conflicts with Candace. Is I, that, is it maybe, I don't know. I mean, even, even with this one, I'm wondering if there's, there's some sort of scheduling contact uh, conflict or something going on, but it does feel, it just feels weird. It does not feel very thought out. And while I do think there's some cool concepts they could play around with that storyline, I think even the way in which they're communicating it to us feels a little uninteresting and a little disjointed. You know, we, we always kind of make the meme, right, about the, you know, speed force, the dude with the aliens, but it's the speed force. This kind of feels like that, but still force. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, scary, scary concept. I mean, like, all right, so, if, but, if, but if, we, if we lean in, right, like if we, if we kind of, you know, be gracious here and lean into the storyline, it's a scary concept that you, you know, have this kind of cosmic-based situation going on she even like when she was explaining it to sue she's like all right i'll, I'll tell you but it's gonna get weird <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah it, yeah yeah and so it's like this this grander situation that's going on with your body you are literally losing time it's kind of that dementia type of you know um it's like super dementia right yeah i i, I, I would it be isn't that dementia i mean i, I I don't, would I think it be that's dementia? right. Would it, would it, I mean, there's amnesia. Is that what you're talking about? It, maybe it's amnesia. I thought dementia is where you kind of like lose time. Like you, you kind of black out. You don't know where you are or what, how you got there. That sort of thing. I mean, that's like a fugue state. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm no scientist. It's like, like am, amnesia is like, you know, for, for getting things like, you know, you get in a car accident, you don't remember anything that happened prior, uh, you know, before that day or whatever. Um, not not like not 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 like you forget your entire past, but like you know you can't remember twenty four hours prior to the accident or something like Interesting. that. Interesting. You know? Okay, so and it's like, like super amnesia then. Yeah, kind of like amnesia or like like amnesia in a fugue state rolled into one, because huh. she she comes to and she's like I don't really know where I am or what time it is, and so I lost this time, but like I have no recollection of what happened prior to the you know the incident and stuff. So yeah, it's like an okay. amne- amnesiatic fugue state. Okay, you're gonna. I, you keep saying fugue state. I have no earthly idea what that is. Okay, you've seen Breaking Bad, right? I, as, as a TV talk podcast, it would be certainly brand damaging for me to admit I've never seen Breaking Bad. <laughs> okay, well, so it, it, it's basically like um, it's. I don't know if it's Bell MD. Here we go. Yeah, it, it's a it's it's a, a it's like a mental and behavioral disorder. Okay. Where you, um, it's it's very rare, but you have like amnesia for your own personal memories and your personality and uh, other identifying characteristics of your identi- uh, uh, individuality, basically. So like, they can last months or days. Um, 
it's like you know people who have these uh things happen to them they'll you know all of a sudden just be in a spot and they don't know how they got there and it's been days since the last time they can remember something interesting okay then yes that's that is more in line with what we're dealing with here because she she's not literally being taken out of the timeline like she did things clearly we saw that with her situation with joe so yeah well um it's a scary situation and it's understandable to some extent that she's kind of she's she's doing the, the kind of thing like okay i'm not panicking i'm not panicking i'm gonna i'm gonna go out of town yeah let's go well, you know, she said she wanted to take her mind off of it and like distract herself from right. the whole thing. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't really know. Uh, I mean, I, you know, is that distraction worth like I mean, she's basically trying to like out a superhero or somebody with, with meta powers in a city where they're not really used to it. <laughs> so yeah. like, who knows yeah. what's going to happen with that? Like, it seems kind of dangerous for um <laughs> For, for Iris, or, or maybe not dangerous, but irresponsible for Iris to do this to Tina. I mean, they're, they're going to help her now. Like, that's their goal um, before it was to, like, you know, break a story on her. But now it, it seems like their goals have shifted to just uh, helping her find her mom. Um, so I think that's less dangerous. But, like, their intentions to begin with about being like, hey, we're going to break a story about you. And what if what if she doesn't want that? <laughs> like, that's right. That was we're gonna out- weird. <laughs> we're going to out you as a meta. I mean, no, yeah. I, mean, I mean, there's, I mean, you know, there is kind of that little bit of a. It's like, oh, the Flash. Ever heard of him? Yeah, yeah, that was me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I did that. I listen, uh, listen, kid. I think, I think you could be huge. You could be as big as the Flash. I helped launch his career. I'm gonna launch yours as well. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be crazy. Uh, yeah. So we'll we'll see where that ends up going. But I do think that what's going on here, if I could just kind of speculate a bit, is that you know because she's losing time, I think she. This is, this is a woman who has like been on death's doorstep so many times, you know, like there's just been so many seasons where it's like, Oh, you know, something terrible is about to happen. Uh, either she's supposed to die at the end of the season or Barry is supposed to disappear at the end of this year or, Oh, she watched her child like die in front of her or like be erased from the timeline. You know? So there's just, there's a lot of, she's had a lot, she's had a lot. And now on top of that, she has time sickness this is where I feel like, you know, again, the human elements can really kind of come in in a big way when it's like, okay, at some point, you know, if you, if you, you, you just kind of run through the ringer. <laughs> so yeah, I kind of, and- I feel like there's, there's a, a, a rightful amount of exhaustion that we're kind of getting from Iris because she's been through a lot. And now on top of this, she's got time sickness of yeah, all things. And like, and like this new meta would be a perfect opportunity for her to like, deal with that grief right because this thing feeds off of grief and she's had all these things happen to her we've seen barry he's gone through his things where he's dealt with his grief and he's become stronger because of it and things like that but we haven't really seen that for iris um so it might be nice just if they didn't have the time sickness thing to go along just just to have iris be you know the focus of this entity and then like having her confront that grief and deal with it and come out stronger on the other side like that that's a that's a good human story right yeah. And they're defeating a meta at the same time, and but instead we have time sickness, and I, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. It is what it is. I just, I, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see where it ends up going. It may end up being something cool. It, I mean, it, it could may. be. It could be. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm holding my judgment until we get more, you know, info on it because I feel like there's going to be a big reveal next episode based on what Dion said at the end of this one, um, and you know, <laughs> I mean, well, maybe. They, they keep on teasing something about time sickness and then we never actually get anything the next episode. Remember, like, they got the comb and then we got the, you know, the thing with her dad 
And now we got Dion saying like, oh, oh something bad. Something bad's happening. Well, like, right. Well, but like, but they actually had Dion say something is bad. And so I think we're, <laughs> we're going to have we're going to have some kind of explanation. They can't just they can't just like not do anything about it. the 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 uh, uh, episode with her dad and the brush disappearing is kind of like teasery things. Right. But yeah, now okay. we have we have the big reveal on the horizon. It's got to be like there, there can't be some kind of. They can't just be like, oh, yeah, Dion said it's bad. And then like we spend four or five episodes and just there's there's no iris and no talk about time sickness. That would be terrible storytelling. We don't talk about time sickness. <laughs> <laughs> we, we weren't going to talk about Dion, but then Dion came back. And in all fairness, Dion, I, is I told the, you he was coming back. I said it, too. You were like, no, he, they're not bringing him back. No, I mean, no, it's fine. Notice he didn't say mom. He did say siblings, but he didn't call her mom, which was good. That was good. And that's fine. They can be siblings. But Iris and Barry aren't their parents. No, and they did. That's, that seems to be that we're, we're that that's good. They they handled that well. I am I am okay with that, and that is fine. And 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 we're just never we're going to pretend like they never ever ever referred to them as their parents, and that never happened. And they're siblings because they have this connection with the forces, and that's fine. Um, yeah, but but no mom, no dad. Good. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. There you go. I like it. I like it. Um, also, Dion was always the more like the the but e- most easily digestible, so to speak, of all the the speed for or of all the forces. So, yeah, yeah. If we've got one, I'm 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 glad it's him. Uh, all right, so yes, there you go. But all of this, man, is all you know. This episode really was kind of centered around the continued mystery of who is this serial killer. There was kind of this uh, thought that perhaps this person was uh, using the flame, this this kind of black flame, this dark flame as kind of a tool or a weapon. And we saw it actually manifest this episode as Quincy in front of, uh, in front of Chester, as it was kind of feeding off this grief. We got a chance to learn that, but the big question that we're going to dive into this week, of course, is who is this black flame? It's clearly not a tool. It's, it's a person or an entity or a thing. And that's going to bring us to this week's speedster speculation. But first we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is John Wesley Ship, and you're listening to Flash TV Talk. Red and yellow, red and yellow, red and yellow, red and yellow. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Speedster Speculation. All right, man. Speedster Speculation. The Black Flame. A dark flame burns in the hearts of uh, men and women uh, consuming them by their grief living to <laughs> grieve again go back to the shadows flame of udun <laughs> <laughs> you shout they need gandalf is what they need they just need gandalf yeah. uh, that's that's exactly what they should have done uh it would yeah. be great actually Ian you know what actually, it would have been funny you know i feel like actually that would have been a cisco thing cisco if it was going after cisco cisco or uh, going after chester and cisco was here cisco would have had some sort of like you know black fa- flame begone technology cisco tech and he would have showed up it probably would have been done as a staff just to get the bit <laughs> and then he would have come and said you shall not pass and slam it down yes yes and that would have that 
should happen. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it would work for Chester too. He's into D and D. That's like fantasy stuff. Oh yeah. Fantasy. So like, oh I mean, it, yes, that's a great point, Bell. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I think honestly, it would, it would work because because Cisco is more Star Wars science fiction. I think Chester's more fantasy. Like I, as far as their like you know interests. Yeah. No, that's science. That's a great catch. Uh, it's happening. It's it's happening. The, the that, writers are listening. They they hear it. Well, okay, so then the big question, of course, is like, wh- who or what is this thing? Last week, you made the speculation that I think is really solid, that we're dealing with um, a, a death storm, which, of course, is yeah. a firestorm, the ghost of firestorm, uh, kind of a, a variant of, uh, of that character. Um, we got, like I mentioned before, some revelations about how this thing operates that's consuming off of grief. You know, I think about even last week when we got a chance to see it like engaging with some of its victims, we saw it from the flames perspective and how they were reacting. And we were led to believe that it was, you know, hothead Jack Black. But it turned out that now we can kind of look back on those episodes and see that they were actually seeing somebody connected with their personal grief. You know what I mean? But what doesn't make any sense to? Oh, and, and okay, so so here here's the question that I have about that, right? Yeah, we we see it through the uh, the eyes of the flame. I'm I'm assuming the flame is invisible because people can't really see it. But um, why wouldn't Discount Blackjack be like Jack Blackjack Jack Blackjack Discount Jack Black? Or maybe that is his name. I don't know because it's you know it's it's a reverse. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, why wouldn't he be like? Yeah, I went over there. I was angry, and then she just all of a sudden burst into a black flame and was consumed. Um, because discount blackjack Jack Black <laughs> <laughs> was trying to uh, was 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 trying to uh, he wanted the mystery. He wanted us as an audience to be to to speculate. I mean, but like his his innocence was just right there in front of him. Be like, it wasn't me. It was a black flame. Look, here's me burning something, and here's what this corpse looks like. Oh, you know what? That's actually a really good point. And on top of that, it actually would have even tied deeper to Barry's story because it was like, oh, it wasn't my dad. It was this burst of lightning. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. She just yeah she just erupted as if struck by lightning or something like that. Yeah. And then that would bam like that. That would totally trigger Barry to be like, all right, all right, this dude's telling the truth. He mentioned lightning. Uh, he's a dad who doesn't want to get taken away from his son. Kudos, bonus points on there. Dude's yeah. innocent. I, I mean, like, you know, that could have worked, but I, I don't mind it. I, I think it's fine that they, they yeah, kind of yeah. partitioned it out it, the way they did. It's just kind of like plot holy kind of things that are, you know, they're, they're just nitpicks. It's nothing really plot, too serious. Plot holes. <laughs> what are you talking about, Bell? This series doesn't have any plot holes. <laughs> no, 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 no. None of those. None of those. We just got a crisis it all the way. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. <laughs> um, but no, okay, so here's my question for you. Are you still on the mindset that this is Deathstorm? Is that is that still your main speculation? When I saw that black and white flame, I was like, yep, Deathstorm 100%. I'm, okay. I'm sold on it. I When I saw the flame, I immediately thought, well, hey, Bell is right. Like, Bell has been right way more on this series than I have. Like, I, this, this, this looks like Deathstorm. This seems as though the kind of effects they would use for Deathstorm... I think Bell might be onto something. I think he's. I think he's right. I think he's right. Here's the thing. I don't think you're right. It's Eobard, isn't it? No, I'm not going there. <laughs> <laughs> I. But I do wonder if we're dealing actually because. So why would Deathstorm feed off of greed? Okay, that that was kind of the thing that I was left with at the end, or not greed, uh, grief. Grief. Yeah. Um, you know, the, but okay. So 
Deathstorm was a Black Lantern, yes? Uh, yes. Okay, and the Black Lanterns fed off of emotion. If you think back to, for those that have never read the uh, the series Blackest Night, uh, this was a Green Lantern series predominantly. It was, I mean, it was a DC Comics kind of big, wide universe crossover type event, but it was predominantly led by kind of the Green Lantern arc and storyline and characters and everything else. And the concept was that these black rings for the Black Lantern Corps was going around finding the kind of reanimating the dead bodies of fallen heroes, and they would go around and terrify people. And at this height of emotion, they would consume them and their emotion, kill them and you know, feed off their emotion, which would power up this kind of big, you know, black lantern. That was kind of the way in which they were fueling up, so to speak. Big lantern battery kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah. there's an argument to be made that this they're they're pulling from those inspirations and we're dealing with a death storm that is feeding off of grief to power something <laughs> yeah That's so possible i i think though it this is going to be a, a death storm that's completely detached from the black lantern kind of stuff sure but I, I, yeah i i and that, that's 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 the big confusion part well not really confusion part but the big mystery for me is like how they're going to tie it in and how they're going to make it work yeah. without you know the 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 blackest night kind of stuff fitting in and so um I mean, Ronnie, you know, he 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 probably was full of grief, um, you know, having to sacrifice himself and lose out on his on his fiance and all that kind of stuff. Um, and it ties in with Caitlin, which is another reason why I think they're going that route, because, um, you know, there's going to be drama there with Caitlin, who's now uh, being more serious with her uh, uh, Dr. Ficus. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and, and, and so there's 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 a lot of story elements there for both Caitlin um and you know the rest of team flash and and with ronnie and stuff and so like i i think it would be i I think it would work on a story level but what i don't know is how it ties in to uh to everything else and like why he's coming back you know that's that's what i don't understand and that's what i'm trying to figure out we i don't think we've gotten really enough information to to sort of uh uh at least for me to sort of figure out how it would tie in i would have to like just just jump off the rails and just start guessing at stuff (laughs) stuff okay tie it in yeah i'm still convinced that it is death storm Okay, so here's you, here's my crazy concept theory. I'm gonna throw it out. I think that I think we will see Deathstorm. I think that we will. I think this is even going to lead us to Deathstorm. But I don't know that it's actually Deathstorm. I think just like this episode, how we saw it manifest as somebody who died. I think that we'll see Ronnie manifest through this flame, and be like because be, and as the flame is is feeding off of other people and getting stronger i think it'll also you know maintain and get these abilities so that not only will it be able to kind of manifest as an individual but also be able to to you know harness powers similar to that individual so the, did you did you finish buffy out of curiosity no i haven't finished yet uh what season are you on um i need to make a reference here <laughs> so i just finished the dawn season okay well this is not really a spoiler okay this this I, i'm gonna reference something from the final season but there's nothing really all that spoilery about it okay okay all right so in in the final season of buffy a character shows up that can only really be visibly seen as somebody who's died and so they don't really have a body unto their own they can only like ever be somebody who's died does that make sense yeah yeah they, they only show up as dead people 
Right. There's no primary actor portraying this this evil because the evil can only be like portrayed as somebody who is, you know, as as the someone who's who's died before. So anyway, you'll 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 see what I mean when you get there, and, and it's it's really cool, and it's a great way for them to, you know, uh, make some several victory laps across that season. But anyway, but regardless. I have a feeling that we're dealing with something very similar to that and that we're dealing with an entity that is going to only be able to appear as individuals that have passed away. But unlike that, I think we're seeing kind of a blending of that concept and then also like a scroll esque thing where like not only, you know, not only can it be a scroll and appear as somebody else, but it can also be a super scroll over time as it powers up and take on the powers and abilities of, of who ever it's being so so yes. so so basically what you're saying is is like you know it appeared as chester's dad to chester um and everyone else in the room yes because it was trying to feed on chester but right. um if it were to uh manifest in front of uh it could be barry uh, as nora or or other nora like it could be it could be you know in front of iris it could be her mom in front like it could be so many different people um but it could but, be ronnie in front of uh uh caitlin Right. And it's doing that, I think, primarily because that's how it's kind of pulling out the grief from somebody, uh, you know, is, is obviously appearing as somebody who meant a lot to them that had a traumatic experience, a traumatic death experience in their life, which is, I mean, when somebody dies, generally, it's very rare that it's not a traumatic experience. So I think that's, I think that's the case. I think we will see Deathstorm, but I don't think that this thing is Deathstorm. Here's my crazy wild theory. I think, Bell that we are seeing kind of a black hand. I do think that we are going with a blackest night type situation. This is my wild speculation. Okay. We've had so many teases about Diggle being a green lantern. And then it's like, they're never going to pay that off. Well, what if this is building up to actually pay that off where <laughs> this thing kind of comes up and kind of by the time it's fully fueled, it becomes a black lantern, uh, probably black hand and Diggle has to be tapped in at the end for them to take it down. And so, and, and Diggle actually becomes a Green Lantern as part of this. We actually see him as a Green Lantern as part of this. So we're going to go from not having any Green Lanterns at all to like an entire, you know, war of light with multiple Bell. Green Lanterns like Flash being Hope or, or, or just one Lantern going to take down the. Yeah, it, it's the CW. It's the C Flashpoint was two episodes. It wasn't even two episodes. But, but, no, this is the CW. Okay. This is what they have done in this, this universe of the series is that they'll take like these really kind of epic storylines and kind of cram them into, you know, 45 minute block that they have to work with. I, I yeah, I think that's definitely what's going to happen if, <laughs> if they ever approach that, that, um, that storyline. And so I think that might, I think there might be something there. I think that this is actually setting up something where they got to tap Diggle in and uh, yeah, we see, we see flash cold, everybody kind of dealing with this black lantern uh, entity. Like, again, I don't know if it's going to be black hand but I think it, it might end up appearing as a bunch of dead people over time. And through that, we'll also see dead villains that have come before. I think this, in a similar to way to how Buffy utilized the concept for its final season, not knowing whether or not they'd get a future season. Of course, now we know there's going to be a next season of The Flash. But I think they went into this season with the mindset that this could be it. And so I think that's why things are set up the way it is for us to get maybe some victory lap moments in this with this particular character that's my wild speculation i could be totally wrong yeah well so i mean the one thing about ronnie and Deathstorm that that um kind of is weird is that he appeared as chester's dad and maybe that's part of his powers to tap into people's grief um mm -hmm. and, and and do the thing that you're talking about um i would still 
think that there would be a singular entity that is able to manifest itself as other people that are associated with that person's grief, like whoever they're attacking, that they can manifest themselves as that person's grief. But I think that there will be a a form of the entity that is its base form, and I think that's going to be Deathstorm. Okay. All right. We'll see. We'll definitely see. We asked a couple of y'all what was going on on Twitter um, and uh, some of the uh, the speculations that we got back. Let's see what we got here. Kyle thinks that it's going to be Cobalt Blue, Kyle Cross. Uh, we also have Fox, who agrees with you that we're dealing with Deathstorm. Uh, and then Jacob Young, my man out here saying Eobarthon. So, you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> We'll see. There's always, there's always one. <laughs> it was Eobard. All, all like it's always Eobard. It's always it's always Eobard. Eventually, eventually, it's always. What if Eobard. it is Eobard? Like, what if it really is Eobard? Uh, Eobard's a he's in prison right now. It's so. I, I, no, but he's, you're gonna hear me, Bell. You're gonna hear me say something that you have never heard me say on this series. <laughs> it's not Eobard. Okay, it's not. <laughs> dun dun dun. <laughs> Who are you and where have you put Bo? <laughs> oh, wait, am am I? Am I Eobard? Maybe. <laughs> only only Eobard would deny that it's Eobard. Fair enough. Well, anyway, we'll see. We want to hear uh, y'all speculations. Head over to the uh, TV Talk Twitter handle. Let us know. That's uh, at, at TV Talk FM. Again, that's at TV Talk FM. Yeah, we've been doing these uh, podcasts live these last couple of weeks on Sundays. If you'd like to join us for the live broadcast, you can find it on our uh, YouTube channel. The link to the YouTube channel could be found at tvtalk.fm. Again, that is tvtalk.fm. Follow Bell at Ring That Bell. Again, follow the show at tvtalk.fm. That's going to do it for us for this week. But until next time, we'll be back in a flash. <laughs> <laughs>